0: Episode 29. Oh, this is a great episode. I'm so jacked because I've been wanting to meet Kate Bethel for a very long time. I've been shopping at her store, Maven, since 2012. I used to live down the street from Maven in Maplewood, years ago and I would walk up there and that's where I'd get my soaps and my bath bombs and my candles and I'd get something for Tim and it's my go-to gift giving place because it just I know it's a quality product it's supporting local and it's just beautifully done And it's all because of Kate Bethel and her team, which she goes into. She's a great group of people working beside her to make that business what it is. And she is the living American dream, walking around doing it. She had an idea, an interest, and boom— Here today, she has a very successful small business, and we get into how she did that. Her story is really inspiring, and I hope you will support small businesses this year, especially, but in the future as well, and maybe even stop by Maven. Enjoy my conversation with Kate Bethel. podcast before Kate? I have. I think I did one with uh, Chris Denman.
1: We are live. Oh. Yeah, which that was a couple years ago. So and I knew I, I was friends with him. I knew him anyways. So. so it was like super easy to <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. And I was mad because Lou Ferrigno was there. And Why was Lou there? It was for um the Comic-Con thing that they did a couple years ago and I'm like sitting there talking to him and I was just like was that Lou Ferrigno? <laughs> And he goes, yeah. And I go, stop. I want to go talk to him. He goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> he like, wouldn't let me. I you didn't get just... to talk to the Hulk while no. he was there? No, I should
0: have just got up. <laughs> well, what's funny is where you were sitting, uh, Lou Ferrigno sat in the Casey studios. Oh, wow. And I'll never forget it because it was probably the same year that you saw him. Mm-hmm. Um, he came in town and we interviewed him on the morning show. It had to have been the same thing. It had to have been. And mm-hmm. he asked me if I had, he had, he's got like, this was off the air, but he got like extremely personal with me and was like, are you? Because he has like this New Yorker accent. He's like, Are you going to have kids? And I'm like, No, Lou Like, I'm like, Why are you asking me if I'm going to have children? Like the first thing. So anyway, it is super weird. (laughs) Well, I would have, yeah, I would
1: have loved to have met him. And he goes, he goes, um, well, do you don't. Do you even know who Lou Ferrigno is? I was like, I'm older than you are, Chris. Yeah, I know who Lou Ferrigno is. Anyway, yeah, I was mad. I was like genuinely mad. Yeah,
0: I don't blame you <laughs> at all. This is our first time meeting. Although I feel like I know you because I've been buying Maven products. Since I lived in Maplewood, which was years ago, and I love your store, this essentially is just my like just selfish way of getting you in here to tell me your story, because I've always wanted to meet the person that is behind Maven. And so tell just a little brief history about your store. Like, When did it get started, and how did you become a soap shop owner?
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of a little bit by accident. Um, we opened in uh, 2007, so I've been around... 14 years I guess it happened because I was uh at first I was a graphic designer for uh St. Louis County government which wow was about as exciting as it sounds and I was laid off and um I kind of thought to myself well you know if I'm going to do anything you know really crazy or risky career wise now's the time to do it because right. at the time I didn't have kids or there was just it, risk was a lot lower and um, I was like you know I I I've always thought, uh, you know, I've always kind of kicked around the notion of opening a store, although I really wasn't sure what I wanted to sell. Um, At the time, Maplewood, where I grew up, was really kind of in a state of revival. And I was like, I could, I could, you know, rent relatively, you know, inexpensively in the area. And maybe I'll just do like a lifestyle boutique where I'll do, um, home decor and cool gifts and stuff so that's kind of how I started out and I was making um soap and bath and body products in the basement of my house
0: now why did you start doing that
1: just for fun got it I I just thought it looked kind of interesting and um I was selling it and giving it away to friends but nothing really serious and then once I got the shop opened in uh 2007 2008 is when the economy just tanked and uh I really had to kind of take a hard look at the the fact that I was locked into a lease for three years and there was no way I was going to be able to survive trying to sell the things I was selling where, you know, when most people were losing their jobs or didn't have the money to spend. And I was like, well, what can I do um, that would, uh, you know, accommodate, you know, a wide range of people at a at a reasonable price point? But they're still feeling like people are still feeling like they're in they're indulging somewhat. And I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe I'll just put a little display of my soaps out and see how they do. So I put them out and off they went. Wow. So then I put out more and off they went. And it was when we started making candles because even though I'm considered a soap shop, candles are my number one seller. Oh my God. I smoke everything. I have bought so, so
0: many of your candles. I yeah. mean, my house smells like your store. I want to pause you there because I want to go back. Mm-hmm. How did you even learn how to make soaps? Like where does one learn that chemistry? Um, I bought a book I think back at Barnes and Nobles when you know I think they were like
1: around, yeah. And and, uh, it was a book that had like a kit attached to the back of it, where so you had the book, but on the back there were like there was like a little bag of dried herbs and stuff. And at the time, I thought this was how you made soap, but it was really that stuff that you just melt and pour and. It was no big deal. Um, then I, I bought some books on how to actually make soap with water and lye, and and I was terrified, to be honest with you, because you think of movies like Fight Club, like, right? Oh, I'm going to accidentally, if anybody could burn their face off doing this, it would be me. Um, but uh, once I kind of, you know, got into it and realized it wasn't as terrifying as as you know Brad Pitt made it out to be, um, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is the way it's it's really done, and I really expanded upon it and. Um, Like I said, the store just kind of slowly started getting taken over more and more with the bath and body products, candles and stuff. By the time uh, my lease was up and it was time to renew, the shop was uh, predominantly – was entirely our products. And that's the way it's been ever since. And I've only been going up and up
0: and up with it. So That is so cool. I I love that you just – in my opinion, small businesses – that start with just an interest and a, or a passion and then just kind of expand and you see that, like, the need is there for that product. I mean, it has to be so gratifying to have, like, your soaps and your candles being, like, the main thing that was flying off the shelves in a store that was an original idea and then it just kind of took that turn. Exactly. Um, you know, so... I got to tell you, when you moved shops, because it's been maybe two years since you've been in the new location, which is just down the street in Maplewood. one block west. I was so, I was one of these people, like, I, as much as I love change and I try to be an advocate for it, I found myself being like, no! Like, when you were (laughs) moving from the the corner with Foundation Grounds down to more center of Maplewood. and But you have done such a beautiful job with, like creating that space and it looks different. And I love like walking in there and your dogs in there and your staff is just like always so sweet. Um, and you just have such a vibe about you. And I could tell that now it makes sense. Your graphic design background, because mm-hmm. I imagine you made all your labeling and you have just that eye for what makes, I don't know, a font cool. And what's with the mermaids?
1: You know, um, a couple of years ago I adopted the mermaid just because I thought, uh, Well, that makes sense, you know, that it's soap, and soap kind of goes with water, ocean theme, kind of a spa, nautical you know, it all kind of seemed to fall into the same house and then mermaids kind of became trendy. And I was just like, oh, I wish I would have never done. That.
0: <laughs> never did I think about that. Yeah. With your I, store. I,
1: I got so sick of it and it was so sweet because I would have friends and, and even customers come in and say, Hey, I was at this yard sale and I saw this, this mermaid and I bought it for you. And then people were bringing them to me and it was, it was right when I was getting to the point where I was like, Oh, I'm so over the mermaids, yeah. So I kept like the best ones. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, with, with the move um um, to the new location, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to like really shed the mermaid thing and and go a different route, which was um doing the more like all natural, elemental type thing. And that's when I got into um the whole uh geology rock crystal thing because yeah. uh, at the time, you know, right around the time that COVID hit, people people needed to find things to do. I was like, I have no idea what I'm gonna do. I tried to go hiking a couple times, couldn't get anywhere near like Castlewood Park and the parking lot was I know. Uh, So I started kind of looking more and more into, like, doing these, these like, rock hunting, crystal hunting things and found out that, like, Missouri actually has a lot of places you can do this. And not too far away, you know, go to Arkansas and dig actual quartz. And so I started doing that and loved it. It's, like, the best therapy ever. How
0: does— Explain that. So because mm-hmm. I imagine um, I see people hunting for like arrowheads and different things too. I've never found an
1: arrowhead yet, but you'd find them all in about the same place.
0: Would you? Yeah. So, OK, so let's say you because you just got back from Hot Springs, Arkansas. Right. right. And so I imagine that is a, a battleground of courts that you can dig up. What is it like? Like, what are you looking for? And like, how does one actually know where to start digging for courts?
1: Okay, Um, so as far as the quartz goes that you would find down in Arkansas, just like quartz crystal points, um, they're pretty much dug out of um, the side of what's considered, I guess, in Arkansas, like a mountain. Like, I guess they have kind of mountainous, rocky areas where the ground is really iron rich. And that um, with combination of with a combination of water, like rainwater and iron is what over time causes these, you know, creates these crystals. And uh, the crystals form. Um, in in the the rock in layers, which are called veins. So you've got rock, big layer crystals, rock, on down. So unless you have, like, you know, um, blasting equipment and stuff, you're not going to be able to get to it yourself unless you have these people that own these mines that will blast it for you and then take an earth mover and move all of this blasted-up mud and dirt into these big piles. Gotcha. Like huge hills. And that's what people pay, like, like people like me do they pay to go dig on these massive piles
0: that's so cool so
1: i did that for a few days but next time i'm actually going to pay um it's a few hundred bucks but i think it's worth it but you can pay somebody to um locate one of these veins in the side of one of these rocky mountain you know rock rock <laughs> formations and then you pull them out yourself and that's what i'm going to do next time but it, it's pretty pricey and you're, you're supposed to get a few people together to do it because it's you kind of need help. I mean, yeah. this is where you're pulling them out in like big chunks versus the little points. I was gonna
0: say, like, how big are those quartz that are coming out of those veins? Um,
1: gosh, I've seen them, you know, I mean like several feet. Jeez. Yeah, so that's I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do big league stuff next time. Cause I've done the I've done the little <laughs> stuff and I love it. Don't get me wrong. Um it's like treasure hunting or like a yeah. mystery hunt, but and I've done it a few times. I love it, but now the next level people you know people out on the in the hills with me are like well have you done the veins yet which sounds so seedy Yeah like, yeah you know, like Well, it, it reminds <laughs> it like is it
0: okay for the earth hopefully it is like yeah. it, there's no it's not like pipelines or anything like, no like you're blasting no, no, anything no. I'd and, hate and that.
1: they're not blasting I mean they they literally just find this vein and go okay right here start you know taking your tools and kind of gotcha. scraping away at it and you'll you can
0: crowbar big pieces of crystal out. That is so So. cool. I was following your journey of getting all your crystals this last week. And I was like, that is so like, I've never seen anybody do it before. I've been collecting crystals since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just like the mermaids, like it was, it's interesting to me that amethysts and quartz and all these different crystals have become so uh, trendy, but also like therapeutic for people. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've loved that my whole life. And so when you started doing like intention candles, which I love. I think they're such a great new version of a candle for your store. I was like all over that, like first thing. Um, What goes into like like, pouring an intention candle? I imagine you do have some sort of good vibes that you're putting into the pour whenever you're creating it, right? Yeah.
1: uh, One of my employees, uh, Allison, um, she's kind of like our resident uh, Wiccan mystic, and she worked at Mystic Valley for years, and she's just great. But she actually helped Uh, a great deal with me uh, developing the intention candles because I was, I'm like you, I was interested in crystals and, and and rocks and different gems and minerals stones too. But um, she's just like an encyclopedia of knowledge for these things. So when I said, okay, well I want to do one for protection. I want to do one for prosperity, healing, wellness. What all do I need? And she could just rattle it off. Oh, well you're going to need to put, you know, unikite in this because it's for that and bloodstone in this. And, and uh, she really helped me kind of um, curate well, which stones should go in what, and and they've done really well. At first, I was a little a little scared because I thought, well, you know, not only are I'm not sure if people are going to get this, but they're they're expensive. Yeah. I mean. Expensive in the sense, I mean it's forty two dollars for a candle, but I I have a I have a considerable amount of money just invested in the amount of stones I put in it. Sure. But um especially around COVID, uh, they just flew. People were depressed, they were sick, they were you know. Yeah. And they, they made really good gifts for people to, to give and, and to even buy for themselves. I had a few people say, like, your candles got me through this because it was like I needed something to look forward yeah. to. So it was
0: kind of sweet to hear, you know. When they came out, because I, I think it was maybe at the beginning of 2020 is when those intention candles started.
1: Yeah. Uh, January. Yeah.
0: I bought one and i bought the protection one and i had it in my bat my main floor bathroom and i had just subscribed to the uh the horror app shudder oh yeah <laughs> cuz they had I love this it. Uh, i know they had this um series on i'm a huge fan of the movie the crow and they had this series on where they were telling like um Oh God! What was it called? Curse! I think it was called Curse. I watched it. Did yeah. you?
1: My bro- you and my brother would be best friends. He's obsessed with the Crow and the Lost Boys. So I watched Curse. I I watched so much stuff about the Crow and the Lost
0: Boys. Yes. Well, and it was really interesting. And then I decided, oh, I'm going to watch the Exorcist one because I thought. St. Louis story like I want to mm-hmm. know like, you know, what happened on the set. So anyway, my husband's down in the basement on a zoom call with his friends. I'm up on the main level watching and I have the candle going in here. I'm watching the Exorcist episode on Shudder. And all of a sudden, I uh, my the candle in my bathroom, like fell off of the counter like oh, very god. it could have been my cat. I don't think she was in there. But that, and she doesn't normally like push things off that are heavy like that. It it fell on the ground and it shattered. And so I thought, "Oh my god." And so I stopped. I turned off that episode. I got so freaked out. And then um luckily I was still able to burn. It was just like jagged and looked pretty um pretty oh, haggard, yes. but no, it was but I kept it cuz I was like, "Well, at least the candle is still intact and hopefully it can protect me from Linda Blair." But um yeah, I I just really love it. I bought I bought the healing one. My um, cousin just recently has found out she had breast cancer and mm-hmm. had to like get a double mastectomy. So I bought her one and sent it to her. And I don't know, it's just such a it's such a neat gift with such a great um, energy and sentiment about it. I think it's really special. So um, I love that people are they're flying off the shelves. They yeah, definitely should be. And your dumpster fire candle <laughs> went freaking viral. It did. I can't believe. Like, explain that. Like, how did that even happen? I think. Uh, didn't a girl with no, or a, pre, a girl that has no president or something account on Instagram shared it and just went to like millions of people?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I can't even really take credit for it because it was a meme. Was it? It was a meme. It was in a few, like a few people in one day sent it to me, like, oh my God, do you see this? And it was this little metal dumpster that said, oh, you know, the 2020 commemorative candle. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And then I got to thinking about it. I was like, well, that's a real little metal dumpster. They must exist, you know? <laughs> so I had to do a little bit of searching around, and I found them. And I was like, okay. So I bought, like, a dozen of them, you know, and and made up some little candles, and we'll, we'll see how they go. Well, they flew, and yeah. I needed more and more. And by the time everything was said and done, I had actually bought... All of them out, like that existed. Wow. Like, I found the manufacturer and I said, What do you have? And they said, We only have like several hundred left because of this meme. And I was like, well, give them to me. I'll take them. And we flew through those and finally they're back in stock so I can start making them again. But, um, but yeah, that's what it, I really couldn't even, I couldn't take any credit just because it was this meme. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think I was like, you know i'm not to pat myself on the back or anything but i think i was the first person to kind of like strike while the iron was hot because next thing you know they disappeared everywhere yeah. and i think i i might have been the one that made them extinct for a
0: little while.
1: <laughs> good for you yeah so we'll we'll keep doing those through the rest of the year and hopefully 2021 is a little better and i don't have to make any more but please yeah make yeah. an
0: intention candle for 2021 just like good yeah. amazing vibes only in that year Seriously. Uh, how has 2020 been? I mean, I were, you're one of the businesses that I continually have like upped my support this year because I don't want you to ever go away. And I've been doing this with a lot of my favorite restaurants and things. I mean, obviously it's been the most craptastic year ever, but you know, are you doing okay? Like do people, do I need to flush everybody to Maven? Like (laughs) after this podcast and be like, buy all the candles,
1: uh, you know, honestly, um, it's, it's been pretty good. And, and I, I'm, I'm fully aware of uh, how fortunate I've been because I know other, other small businesses um, haven't been as lucky. But um, the thing that I had to do relatively quickly when I, when, you know, March hit and it was like, wow, this is, this is real and it's not going away anytime soon um, is adapt. It's like, okay, well, how are we going to stay afloat here? Um, we'll let's get into hand sanitizer. And that was a saving grace for a few months when you couldn't find hand sanitizer. We were making it. And again, it was like the dumpsters. I was the chick all around town, like shoving green <laughs> alcohol in my shopping cart at, you know, Randall's. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what is she doing with all that? And we were, we were making hand sanitizer. Wow. and um, But I didn't want something that was going to, you know, like wreck your skin, dry your hands out. So I wanted it to be good. So, you know, we put organic aloe and vitamin E and stuff in it too. And that really... Carried us through for a while, and then um, we did, you know, um, antibacterial soaps to go with it. And then when when you started uh, finding hand sanitizer and stuff like that in the stores again, it's like, well, then we need to pivot again. People are depressed. This has been a bummer of a year, and even though they have their hand sanitizer, you know, they hate life. So it's like, well, let's let's make some happy things. Let's make some funny things, yeah. like the dumpster candles and the um, – I just kind of had to sit there and really think like, okay, well, you know, if taking myself out of, you know, out of me, what would I want? What would I think? Oh, my God, this was so nice that somebody bought it for me or oh, gosh, I was just cruising the Internet and I found this and um, that would just make my day. and, And I wanted to make those products. And I think I drove my staff nuts because every day it was like, we're doing something else. Switching gears and uh, the manager of my shop, Dan, was just like, you're kind of throwing a lot at me right now. That's good. He's honest. <laughs> yeah, he is. I'll tell you. But um, but they stuck with it and they they stay on top of it. And um, that place is very much it takes a village and it's very much a joint effort. And I have I have a good staff that has my back. So because on top of this, I um I have a son who's on the spectrum who's now being homeschooled or not homeschooled, but virtual learning and. You know, I got it. I have to do that sure. on top of all this. So, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I sailed through it. Was um, just kind of trying to stay one step ahead, which usually I'm the person that's you know three steps behind.
0: <laughs> I hear I am as well. I am yeah. never cool. I never have like the cutting edge of nope. anything. I'm nope. so behind. But you're doing a great job, might I say? Thank you. I think that's wonderful. How old's your son? He's ten. Ten years old. Uh-huh. Wow. So what grade is that? That's fifth grade. That's fifth grade. Wow. And That's...
1: he's a uh, I think he might be um on his way to being a little guitar prodigy. What? Uh, yeah, he um I just put a I put a video on um on Facebook uh, last week. He watches videos of um people on YouTube playing guitar and he zooms in on their hands and then he can take his guitar and copy it and and play. That's any wonderful. Song. And uh he learned he learned a couple of Rolling Stone tunes and some i think smells like teen spirit and now i'm trying to get him to do van halen i figured it's only fitting absolutely but uh but yeah, um, he's he's pretty amazing. So he, it's just funny what, what he can latch on And guitar has been his thing since he was about two years old. So
0: I was reading yesterday, just talking about Eddie Van Halen, that he started out, he and his brother Alex um, started out with piano and violin, and then he got his first guitar at the age of 12. So your son is kind of ahead mm-hmm. of even Eddie Van Halen. So um, that would be great if he could yeah. just continue that, especially visual learning. Like mm-hmm. I, I just can't... Um, I'm more, I have to hear things, like, aloud. That's how mm-hmm. I learn best. And so I'm always envious of anybody who can watch something once and know it. Mm-hmm. That's really special. I yeah, like he is. He's a great kid. Um, so I've been using your, uh, and I don't want to just talk about all products, but I feel like I have to get all of this no, out of the way because okay. I have so much of your stuff at home. Um you created, again, going back to the stones, like a mineral uh, spray. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you knew how soaps, you learned soaps, you've learned to pour candles. Like, how on earth did you learn to make, like, a refreshing mist for your face?
1: Um, well, during this time, um, my mom went ahead and was uh, got certified in herbalism. Uh, she retired a couple years ago and has always helped me around the shop. But, you know, once she had a little bit more time on her hands after uh, – leaving the workforce, she was like, what is, what's something that's interesting that, you know, I could, I could get good at. And she, she was kind of, uh, you know, on the internet and saw that you could get some sort cert- of like eight month certification in herbalism, which sounds pretty wacky, but like more so the med- the medicinal properties behind it more so than the spiritual stuff. And it's pretty fascinating stuff. And she said, you know, um, down in Arkansas, the same place <laughs> where we're doing all the crystal mining is, are the hot springs that have um, geothermal water coming out of them that are heated by the earth's crust, and they have over eleven different kinds of minerals in them. And um, topically and ingesting them are really beneficial for for your body. Um, and it's free. You go down there, and they have these communal taps where you just bring your empty you wow know, containers and fill it. So we when we were down there last time. We filled I think like twenty gallon jugs of it. You know, we're we're <laughs> like taking up the entire faucet at this communal thing. Uh, and we filled them up and we brought them back and we started making face sprays and lotions with them. And it really does, you can really kind of feel a difference.
0: Definitely. Um,
1: so, I mean, again, it's just this, you know, one of these, you know, nature's gifts that, you know, you could use in different ways other than drinking it or bathing in it.
0: Right. So. I use that mineral spray, that face spray on top of my skin every every day. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed, I, I don't put a moisturizer, well, I do like a tinted moisturizer on it after i spray my face down after i get out of the shower but like my face i get compliments all the time about how like how clear my skin is or mm-hmm. seems and i'm like yeah this is a local product that's like from the earth that's just amazing so i'm just so impressed by you i really well, thank am you. you seem really cool too so i'm like <laughs> this is just so neat i in my head i i i was thinking cuz my girlfriends and i my sister we always laugh about how like one day <laughs> when our husbands die off we're going to open up a store like practical magic you know like there the sisters go. the witches and so i always think about how your store reminds me very much of that like dream even though like that dream will probably never happen for me but like cuz i want to open a bed and breakfast one day but like well
1: you can have a store in the first floor of the bed and breakfast there you go you can make this work
0: i could definitely <laughs> i'm going <laughs> to be like happen. calling you like please help me um but no i think it's so empowering to see a young woman like killing it and and it's all based on just like your curiosities and it's not like it's just i don't know it's kind of like luck too like you Mm -hmm. just have gotten and i feel like that's the key components to success is having an idea having a drive which you do and then timing and luck like that's what the keys to success really are
1: yeah and when it when it came to opening a a store when i was first kicking around the idea i had a few um, friends who, who did own businesses, did own boutiques and shops say, you know, you have to, you have to choose a path. You have to decide whether you want your store to be something that everybody else wants. And I, I, I have a friend who, you know, owns a a shop and she's like, you know, half the stuff I wouldn't even have in my own house, but where I'm at, this is what they want. And Mm. I do really well with it. And then you have people that it's like, um, your, your shop should be an extension of yourself. And, um, just hope to God that people think the same way you do. And I kind of went that way. Mm-hmm. But I I will say it took me a long time. I really kind of struggled with, and to a degree I still do, but um, I kind of struggled with like an identity of, of what I want my shop to be. Do I want it to be all natural? Do I want it to be kind of eclectic and, and crazy? And do I want it to be more like Lush or do I want it to be more like this? And I feel like after all these years, I'm finally – Getting to a place where it's like, no, I really I really know where I want to go with this and how mm-hmm. I want what I want the vibe and the feel of this place to be. And um and that's just so I think I kind of fall into that second house of make it an extension of yourself. I like doing the 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 rock hounding. I'm going to find a way to incorporate it into my everyday. And I've, I've actually been really pleased how. Interested people have been in it because at first I think people thought I was crazy out in you know my hands and knees in the middle of the woods getting ticks and you know picking up crystals <laughs> like Gollum, you know. <laughs> I do like crawling around precious, and, and I was like, just you wait, I'm gonna put this in a candle and people are gonna love it. And yeah,
0: they do, and they do. So. Well, yeah. you trust me like I am a fan for life and it I like I said I did not know you at all. Like I just lived in Maplewood. I um lived down Sutton for a long time and I'd walk up there. I I miss living in Maplewood so much. Do you still live around Maplewood? I, I, I love that little town and if I had, you know, like $350,000 by one of those big ass Victorian houses, I would be there in a heartbeat. Um but it is such a great store and it's such a cool idea and i just love that it is an extension of who you are and you can feel that you walk in like um you know your staff is so sweet i I don't know if it was the manager you were talking about kind of a older guy yeah that's dan dan uh i i did a i went in the other day to buy some things for a friend and um he goes i remember you like and you know i've talked to him maybe once and he was like it's just that down home good Mm -hmm. feeling of walking in and they like. People remember you. And I don't know, I love walking around your store. Um, Did you get a degree in graphic design or how, like, what was your story before working for the state?
1: No, I did. I went to um, Savannah College of Art and Design uh, down in Georgia. That's what my degree was in. I did it for a few years. Um, I would say probably one of my biggest regrets in life is that I went into graphic design because at the time I thought, well, if I'm going to get an art degree, it, it needs to be something practical. And something that, you know, I can actually make a living with because my parents worked really hard. They didn't go to college and here they're sending me. So I need to do something like that. But my heart really wasn't in it. And I knew quickly after I finished school, I was like, I'm going to hate this. Mm. But I'm glad I know how to do it because I use it every single day. So it wasn't a waste. But if I could do it all over again, I think I probably would have, again, like, you know, do do something that makes me happy you know i don't know if that would have been painting or sculpture or, or who knows what i wanted to go to art school i'd always been good at art and i that was where my passion was but i think i still probably could have wound up in the same space the same place i am now but with mm. that background but again it's not a it's not a waste at all because I save so much, <laughs> so much money doing it myself. Although I am kind of hunched over a computer more than I care to be, but sure. but um, it is nice because I I am able to use it every day. So it wasn't like
0: a waste of a degree. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm great. I'm working in radio. I got my degree in mass communications, and I always mm-hmm. think about my God, what you know, what happens if I get canned, which is inevitable in this industry to get canned pretty <laughs> multiple times throughout your career.
1: Yeah, there's a high. It, it same with graphic design. There's very high turnover rate. Right? Yeah. I had friends that were were great at it and they gave their they gave their souls to places and you know they would fire you in a blink of an eye and yeah. it's like I can't live like that. I, I'm too scared of rejection.
0: Oh God. So. well I'm so happy that you have your business. Do you ever see yourself opening a second location?
1: I would like to. Um a couple years ago I was really contemplating the idea. Um you know, and I didn't know if I wanted to do somewhere out of state or if I wanted to do, to do something you know well far away from. I mean, in Missouri, but you know, like out of St. Louis. I I kind of kicked around the idea of maybe Hannibal, Missouri, places like that. Um And then uh I realized where I you know just in the space I was at, I was like, I need a I need a new building. I'm outgrowing this. Um, I need to move to something that's a little bit more centrally located. I wanted to stay in Maplewood, but I wanted to get up on – the block I'm on now is the block to be on. And this opportunity arose for me to move to that space, but it was going to be um, significantly more money to be up there, and then I needed to renovate the building and all this, so I chose that. But I think maybe once I get kind of, you know, on top of that, I might look at, you know, consider the idea of maybe trying to do something somewhere else. Um, I've had people ask, like, oh, have you ever considered Bozeman or Montana? Have you ever considered, you know, Colorado? And it's like, I have no idea what the rent is there. But oh, yeah, I, I would consider all of these places. Right. You're like,
0: let me go to all these places. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that would be really cool. And you do online too, which is so significant right now. You do order pickup, which is so convenient for these COVID times. I mean, you really have adapted, like you said, to what this year has brought on the pressures of business owners and, I think you have done an excellent job and um I'm just grateful that you <laughs> that you do what you do and you keep innovating all these different ways because I like to I like to support small businesses and be as local as I can. It's hard to do yes. that for everything you need in life. But as far as soaps, lotions, gifts, like you are my go to. Like I wanna say in my friend circle, family circle, they know that like come birthdays and stuff, like that's what they're gonna get is something oh, I awesome. pick out from your store. Um well, I, I'm so happy you came down here. I, I This sounds like it was just like a, you know, 20 minute commercial, but it really is just, I'm inspired by you. I think what you're doing with just your, you know, your courts busting down in Arkansas <laughs> and just how you keep reinventing yourself. It's really inspiring. Um, You know, do you have any advice aside from just what you said about the two different types of business owners? I mean, I imagine there's people that are maybe listening to this that have an idea that they've always wanted to go in on a business, you know, what what would be some advice that you have for people that maybe are at ground level, they have an idea? Like what's the first thing that they should do after they really solidify that idea? Um
1: well that's a good question because I, I did it in such a such a roundabout way. Um I would say probably take advantage of the fact um, take advantage of the fact that St. Louisans, especially, um, are very—they're very loyal. They're very lo- loyal to to small business and to local, you know, locally made, locally farmed. And I don't know if this is the right word for it, but exploit that.
0: You know, yeah, take I advantage
1: of that. Um, I think part of the reason why Maven does as well as it does is because we make it right there, and you can see it. And a lot of people just like that in and of itself. They can literally see where we're doing everything. They they can literally ask us, you know, right through a window how we're doing it. And um they can be very involved in the process without actually being the people doing it. Right. And um that's something that even moving a you know, even doing a business in another city or another town, I was afraid that maybe I wouldn't be as successful because they wouldn't see that. It's like, oh well, they're they're making it in St. Louis and shipping it up here, or whatever. But um I would say anybody, you know, local who's who's, you know, contemplating starting a business or has an idea um is is take advantage of the fact that that um St. Louisans are great for that. They're great for for supporting their own and getting the word out. I mean, just just last week when Crown Candy Kitchen put that that post up like, "Hey, we're we're really sucking over here with yeah. COVID," and the next day there was a line around the corner. People want to support their their neighborhood and their town and Definitely. they really they really should embrace that.
0: I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, I, like I said, I'll be a freaking customer for life. Um, And if anybody wants to follow Kate and Maven, you can do that on Instagram at MavenSTL. Do I have that right? MavenSTL.com. And I forgot to tell you,
1: too, that um, if you buy online and use the code at checkout, Learn 20, you'll get 20% off through the end of the month. What? Yeah. That is so totally nice of you. I mention that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> well, wonderful. Um, I'll be seeing you soon in store online. Kate Bethel of Maven, thank you for being here. Thank you. All right. So how sweet is Kate Bethel for not only taking the time to tell us her story and give us insight and in how to replicate that, but also to give us a little discount through November 1st. So again, mavenstl.com. If you enter the promo code LEARN20, you will get 20% off your online order. They do curbside pickup, which is really convenient for these wicked times we're living in. And I just can't uh, reiterate it enough. It is such a quality product and it is such a cool business. And I I hope that you will go support Kate Bethel and her team over at Maven in Maplewood. All right. So next episode is out on the 20th. I promise not to be late with it. I know that I was a couple days late, uh, things happen and life happens. And it just honestly, I uh, couldn't make it on time, you know, but hey, it's 2020, right? <laughs> Anything can happen this year. Anyway, I hope that you stay well, take care of one another, and I will talk to you later. Peace.